Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine, and I'm Andy Dawson. I'm Sam Delaney. And this is the podcast where we uh, regularly look at a different Premier League year, dissect it forensically, and then pretty much fucking go off track and talk about other stuff. Then go home. Uh, If you're listening to this and you're enjoying it, don't forget to click on subscribe. I think that's what you're supposed to do, isn't it? So you get all the episodes. Uh, Go back to our back catalogue and listen to the World Cup ones. The World Cup ones were good. All good. And also, if you want to follow us on social media, we're on the Twitter at TF Time Machine. And we got our news podcast in as well. Yeah, we do News Thing as well, which is a podcast which you can listen to. Uh, again, usual outlets and also on the Twitter at News Thing. Yeah. It's like this, but we talk about the news. Yeah, but mostly it's about testicles. Descended testicles mm. or non-descended testicles. 1999-2000 then. We're about to enter the 21st century. Y2K. Space age football. Uh-huh. We had the Y2K bug. Richard Madeley oh. stocked up on tin goods. Did he really? He did. He had a he had a larder that was full of tin goods because he thought Y2K was going to fucking blow all the what? computers. Food was the least of my worries. I thought planes were going to fall out of the sky. Mm-hmm. I thought, well, one good thing was is that I thought that the cash points would all start spewing cash out everywhere. <laughs> I thought it would be like in Superman 3 when Richard Pryor is a computer hacking expert, isn't he? Yeah. And he does something with the computers and they all go and everything goes mad. And the best bit, which when I was a kid, my cousins and I thought it was literally the funniest thing we'd ever seen is that when all this fucking mayhem is unfolding because of what Richard Pryor's done to the computers, there's a bit where... There's a walk, don't walk sign in the middle of like Metropolis, yeah. and it's and the red man's appearing, then the green man's appearing, then the red man's appearing, then the green yeah. man's appearing, and all of a sudden, the red man climbs up into the green man's bit of the lights and punches it, <laughs> and they start having a fight. When we saw that, it was breathtaking, <laughs> and that was my vision of what was going to happen in Y2K. In Y2K. I thought all of the shit from Superman 3 is coming true. It's all coming true now. Well, you know what? We're trying to do this episode chronologically. So we'll save that for later in the episode. You can find out if or not that really happened. Suspense. Yeah. No spoilers just yet, though. Premier League. Um, Watford, Bradford and Sunderland were promoted into the Premier League this season. My very own Sunderland on the back of a 105-point Championship epic season. Mm. Um, Who's the manager? Peter Reid. Of course, yeah. And we had now Quinn and Kevin Phillips up front. We Mm. lost our first match 4 0 at Chelsea. So that kind of set the tone. But we'll come around to that later on. Also, before the start of the season, Joe Kinnear sadly resigned from Wimbledon. He'd had a heart attack a few months previously. Uh, He didn't take John Gregory's advice and just fucking walk it off. Mm -hmm. And um, spray a bit of deep heat on it, you twat. (laughs) 
<laughs> so Kinnear left Wimbledon, and it was kind of the beginning of the end for them because he was replaced by Norwegian Egil Olsen. Oh, I remember that. He had been the mastermind of Norway's successful, inexplicable but, success, but horrible yeah. Norwegian side. Yeah. That just sort of won in the most ugly fashion. Yeah. And they were very Perfect much. Wimbledon, they were the Wimbledon of the international scene. So, in a way, it was an appointment that made a lot of sense. I remember one of his quirks was that he wore Wellington boots he a did. lot. He did. He wore Wellies, yeah. Um, the old fashioned style that Compo and Last of the Summer Wine mm. used to wear with the bit folded over it. Folded at the top. over, yeah. So, that was him. Um, Sam Haman obviously just thought, Who cause, who's more Wimbledon than Joe Kinnear? Egil Olsen, but he was yeah. too Wimbledon in the end. Yeah. Too fucking Wimbledon. Yeah, yeah. But we'll see how that pans out as it goes along. Uh, the other main technological uh, development, Sky Digital arrived in 99-2000. Oh. Do you remember the red button and all of that, where you could look at replays, oh, highlights yeah. during the match? Alternate... Blimey, was that that long ago? That feels more recent to me. 99-2000. Alternate viewing angles, up-to-the-minute stats, and wow. player cam. What's, oh yeah, player cam. So, so you just follow one player if around. If you want to watch, you know, let's say Lee Hendry. Felt a bit creepy that. Yeah. Really creepy. Invasive. Yeah. You could uh, you could do player cam if you wanted to do that. Um, yeah, as I said, Sunderland started the season with a battering four 0 at Chelsea. Leeds lost Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, but they gained Michael Bridges from us at Sunderland. Um, first day of the season, Bradford had just come up and they won one 0 at Middlesbrough. Goal scorer, none other than. Dean Saunders. Dino. Dean Saunders. He scored the winning goal and because he was a veteran at that time, he did that celebration of the old man with a walking stick. Do you remember <laughs> doing that? I don't remember him doing that. But that is classic Dino, isn't it? Always got the laugh. He's always got, the always got a little uh, cheekiness about him. I mean, we, we work here at TalkSport and we've, mm. we've seen Dean up close we've and personal. Seen him, yeah. And he's a very, very fit man. You wouldn't yeah, regard him as an his, old man at all. He's in he? his 50s now and yeah. he's in great shape. Compared to us, definitely. And he's still got a twinkle in his eye. Very much so. Very much so. At uh, Newcastle, Rude Hullard had been there for oh, about a year, I think we said in the last episode. He just took over at the start of the season mm. from Dalgleish. Uh, eventually, it imploded, as it always must do with yeah. Rude Hullard. Uh, they lost four out of the first five matches. And there's a, a little interview clip three games in where George Gavin, a Sky, interviews him and says... Rude, would you consider resigning at this stage of the season? Hullet just goes, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> Which, in other words, is just, it's just him so, like, yes. kind of saying, fuck this. Oh, yeah. Fuck, fuck this. Fuck it in the eye. And then the next match, or two matches afterwards, Sunderland played Newcastle away at St James's Park and it, during the downpour, and it was an absolute mm. waterlogged pitch. And Hullet left Duncan Ferguson and Alan Shearer on the bench. Silly. Fuck this. <laughs> dish for the derby match against Sunderland and of course Sunderland won that one 2-1 and Rude Hullett resigned shortly afterwards but he didn't blame you know results or anything like that his reason for quitting was intrusion into his private life by the media fucking hell he said the press had gone they hounded him followed him around Newcastle and the big market and all that but <laughs> they, the press had also gone and knocked on the doors of his family oh, in the Netherlands. No. And that was why he That's was quitting it. Newcastle. It wasn't because he... Not because Newcastle are shit. And that it got or tits that he'd fallen out with Alan Shearer. No, it was because they'd gone to his house in Holland and knocked mm. on his grand's door. Yeah, it's not nice, is Fucking it? Fucking unacceptable. Yeah. But he wasn't mourned at Newcastle for very long because uh, Bobby Robson took over. Oh. 
Good appointment. St. Bobby Robson. And uh, they beat Sheffield Wednesday 8-0 in his first home match, which I think proves that Rude Hullet was fucking useless. Shit in hell. Well, it was a good collection of players they had. Well, I mean, yeah. they had Kieran Dyer, who was he'd just come and was very good. Gary Speed was still there. Yeah, Shearer Ferguson. might still have been there for a little bit yeah. longer. Good team. This, this is it! it! Speaking of goalkeepers, Massimo Taibi yeah. signed from Manchester United. Right. And this was, of course, Schmeichel was being phased out. Yeah, they Taibi needed someone lined up. And it was a fucking nightmare, basically. Yeah. He spilled one through his legs from Matt Letizia quite early on and um, got a reputation as a calamitous goalkeeper, which didn't really leave him in the period he was there. Keepers can turn up at big clubs like United and just shit themselves. Yeah. Because the pressure is too much. Like, if you make a mistake playing for one of our clubs, like West Ham and Sunderland, people just shrug their shoulders and go, yeah, fair enough, bad luck, mate. Better luck next time. But if you do it for United, you know you are going to be fucking hammered and it could affect the rest of your career. And some... Goalies just aren't up to that because I mean, Manchester United are probably above earthly level. Yeah, they are in terms of you know status. So well, just too many people give a shit. That's true. So yeah, Taibi signed for Manchester United um, at Middlesbrough. Janino came back for a, a cameo season on loan. Yeah, playing alongside Paul Gascoigne, who'd signed for Borough. <laughs> Fucking hell, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I'll just say this. I had a night out in Sunderland once in around this time. And uh, it was early in the week, probably Tuesday night when it was dead quiet. And um, Paul Gascoigne was in the pub. Right. And me and my mates decided we were just going to follow him round. We didn't want to talk to him or bother him, but we thought we'd follow him from pub yeah. to pub to see where he went. And this was Gascoigne, late period. You would yeah. think a little bit doughy. Carrying yeah. I swear to God, I have never seen a fitter looking man really? than Paul Gascoigne looked that night in Sunderland. Even Fuck though you know. on the pitch with you're talking athletes. Dean Saunders levels, I'm talking above Dean Saunders. Above levels. Dean Saunders, yeah. yeah. Fuck me, I can't imagine that. What's the word? He looked cut. Yeah, is and that right? Zero body fat. Exactly. Yeah, weird. Well, he's a, he's in one extreme or the other, Gazza, isn't he? Maybe he just let to deflate himself somehow. He just he's either giving it his all on the old gym or on the booze. Yeah, he's either you know on a open top bus wearing a pair of comedy breasts and if he's not doing that he's he's fucking spending ages removing the lids off of some mince pies and place it carefully placing cat shit cat inside shit. them yeah. to then feed to his erstwhile best friend Jimmy, Jimmy Five Bellies. yeah he's a complicated figure isn't he he is I've got to say this doesn't seem like a very exciting season I was excited because Sunderland did really well this was the season seventh. when Sunderland, when when Kevin Phillips was the top scorer in the league. Kevin Phillips got thirty goals in the Premier League and thirty-eight appearances. Yeah, he was amazing. It was ridiculous. It was a, um, and where did Sunderland finish? We finished seventh. Phillips was on fifteen goals by the end of November. Jesus Christ! And he'd Three come up, and not everyone knew about him. He'd just come up from. You'd bought him from Watford. He'd come up from, from the Championship. He'd, he'd had two seasons with us in the Championship where he scored for fun, and he just carried on. It was carried just it on. muscle memory. Yes, yeah. you know. Muscle Put better memory, defenders exactly. against him, and and he was god basically. This, this is it. it. What else was going on? Leeds United. David Leary had taken over from oh. George Graham when Graham went. He uh, kept going to about my boys, my babies, my boys and my babies. Yeah. Oh, he's creepy, acting, wasn't he? Acting the innocent a little bit, wasn't he? It was yeah. all like, oh well, we're just trying to go out there and win, win some football matches with my babies. And 
well, we'll just we'll just take it from game to game and see what happens. And we'll yeah, and no it was all bullshit because really he was going out and spending millions of pounds on people on as well on babies, buying actual babies. Yeah, such as um, he had a stockpile of babies well, in a lockup in yeah. Leeds. <laughs> yeah, it was all a cover up. Yeah, it's he disgusting. About, he described these Leeds players as babies. Yeah. But in reality, he was shipping them in from. He was actually talking about he's getting them from uh, Romania everywhere. Yeah, and just keeping them all in a lockup. Mm. Terrible business. But they went on a ten-match winning streak, so perhaps he was harvesting the youth from those babies and transferring it to the likes of Lee Boyer. Yeah, he was extracting some sort of life-giving serum yeah. from a baby. I wouldn't have gone so far as to say serum. That feels <laughs> legally dubious for well, us. Well, it just sounds like something that Jennifer Aniston might come out of in a shampoo advert and no one would bat an eyelid. Yeah, from a baby, though. Hi, I'm Jennifer Aniston. Get the glossy just out of a salon look with our new product. We've removed serum out of babies. <laughs> Put it in your hair and it'll look just like mine. So You're worth shiny. it. Now with added Baby serum. Oh, Leary had quite nice hair, didn't they, at the time? They should have, L'Oreal should have oh. got him to do the adverts. Hi, I'm David O'Leary, ex-manager of Leeds United. My hair's like this because of the baby serum, so it is. I, <laughs> I lash the baby serum into it every morning. <laughs> Top of the morning, I wash myself in baby serum. And that's why I stay looking so youthful, <laughs> almost like a baby myself. And I got myself a team of babies, and they all get the same treatment. <laughs> David was... O'Leary's L'Oreal Baby Serum Body and Hair Wash, because you're worth it, so you are. So yeah, are. They were... hubris is the word that you would attach to David O'Leary's reign with Leeds United. They did start flying. They Icarus. looked like they could win everything. Next thing you know, he'd fucking signed all sorts of, you know, Danny Mills and I remember the Darren worst. Huckabee. Yeah, Huckabee, <laughs> fucking hell. He was just a madman of a player, wasn't he? got out of control, he? didn't he? Yeah, he was Peter out Ridsdale. of control. Peter Ridsdale, who was bang up for it all, just let him do it. They were buying a blank checkbook, all of they? these fucking balmy players, and they thought they were going to win the Champions League and the league. They won neither. Well, let's see, because all that, oh, sorry, that yeah. plays out during the rest of this, this scintillating episode. <laughs> uh, we are into October. West Ham 2, Arsenal 1. Mm-hmm. Ah, oh, is that that game? Is this the one where... Um, Patrick Vieira <laughs> flobbed at Neil Ruddock. Yeah. Did he flob at him? It wasn't a flob, it was a spit. A flob's like where you've actually done a greenie and hacked it I up. I saw the footage, it looked like he was just trying to rip his head off. I think he spat at him. Spat at him as well. Well, he was set off originally for clattering to Canio, and then mm. it all kicked off and Ruddock got involved. And there was a lot of... You're claiming um, there's a, some serum was transmitted yeah. from Vieira. There was some sort of serum, whether that was spit or something else, I don't know. But I think, you know, there was a funny West Ham team that because we'd started collecting lunatics. Like, (laughs) we still had Julian Dix. Obviously, we had Paolo Di Cagno. That is stiff competition for chief lunatic between those two. And and then you had, like, Neil Rudder. Then we signed Stuart Pearce as well. It was like a sort of a dirty dozen kind of a, a, a team. So, But we did have flair as well. But there was a few like dicey encounters with Arsenal around that time and this was the, the culmination the best of them mm. um, who did Arsenal sign Arsenal had signed Kanu earlier that year the previous season and do you remember that hat-trick he scored against Chelsea vaguely it's, it's possibly the coolest hat-trick I've seen 
because they just it's that Kanu had that effortless kind of style where he just yeah. didn't let it look like he gave a shit. He just did it because he was languid. He was languid, yeah, lanky. And, but his face was similar to that of a an old time film star, a matinee idol. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. If you look at him, he looks a bit like who's the fella out of Gone with the Wind? Clark Gable. Clark Gable. Yeah. Because he's got he, he he sported a little one of those sort of quite thin yeah. pencil moustaches. He looked like he belonged in the jazz age, didn't he? Yeah, and he had a gap in his teeth. Yeah. And he looked like a a languid, um, old-fashioned film star. You know when you get them puzzles and it's a face mm. and it's but there's the squares and you've got to move the squares around yeah, and I love put them. it in the right order. Yeah. It looked like the kind of face that would belong on that. One of those puzzles, yeah. a very distinctive, lots of, lots of fucking stuff going on on the face. Now, Carnu uh, at the time, he, when he arrived, everyone was saying, "Oh, he's amazing, this player, isn't he great?" And then I read an interview that was so sad. Oh, it said that he was asked what how he was settling in in London and whether he liked living in London. Yeah, and he said, "I think he might come from Inter Milan." Yeah, and he said, "Well, I." I'm enjoying the football and I love training with the lads and playing on Saturday and that's all going well. He goes, but outside of that, I moved here alone. He said, and I don't have any friends. I don't know anyone here. He said, and they said, so what do you do on a day off? He goes, I've started to just hire, hire cars. I'll hire a car and I'll just drive around London on my own, getting to know the place all day. And I, I could not stop thinking about this. It was awful. Every time I saw him, I was so happy for him when he scored because I thought, well, fucking enjoy it while you can, you cunt, because tomorrow you're fucking just driving round and round Hyde Park Corner in your fucking hire car again, all on your own, listening to LBC. (laughs) Why Why would anyone choose to drive around London? I know. It's It's the the worst thing. It's the single worst thing you can do in Europe. Worst things to do in Europe. Drive around Number London. Number one, just drive around London. When? Ever. Where in London? Anywhere. He could have got on a train to, like, say, Cambridge. Oh, it'd be and, lovely. And maybe he's driven around Cambridge or hired a bike. Oh, wasn't and that? And ridden around Cambridge. The, or he could have come the up the, north, the northeast. You know, we've got lovely countryside up and in the Northumberland. And the beaches, yeah. You're not. Nice you're not far roads. from. You're not far from anywhere in England, God in in the sick. UK. Are you? He up. could have gone to Scotland quite easily. Could have flown to Scotland. Could have flown to Scotland. You hire a car, car at Glasgow Airport. I'm telling you, within half an hour, you're at Loch Lomond. Yeah, fuck's it, and that's a day trip. That's it. He could have hired a private jet. Some of the most beautiful scenery available to man. He could have hired a private jet. The money he was on. Straight yeah. to Loch Lomond. He's fucking driving around Hyde Park like a twat. When he could have landed a fucking hovercraft on Loch Lomond yeah. and just got out and had a look around. He was wasting his time and someone should have fucking pulled him up on it and told him. But did Tony Adams or any of the other senior playing staff bother? No, they didn't. They he left him to it. him. Yeah. Anyway, a good hat-trick. He took it around Ed Goy on the final goal and, and drilled it in from a narrow angle. Well done. Well done, Carnu. What was his first name? Was it Nwanku or something? And Wanku, yeah. shut up! That's silly. What You're making that name? up. And Wanku Carno. <laughs> Let's have a look. It was Carnu. Edward. Edward Carno. Jeff Carno. It was Unwankwo. No. Unwankwo. There. Unwankwo. 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 Unwanku's ridiculous, yeah, but Unwankwo. That's a valid Imagine name. Imagine when he goes home and his father goes Unwankwo. 
Oh, I'm going out in my car. Unwankwall, tell me of your adventures in London. <laughs> <laughs> what? You hire a car and drive round in traffic? Tell me of Piccadilly Circus. You got stuck on Kilburn High Street in a rented punto. <laughs> what did you do? Did you just get out and abandon it? You needed a you needed to piss in an empty FEM bottle. This is terrible, Unwankwo. I did not raise you to be this way, Unwankwo. <laughs> this is it! Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This is it. November. Arsenal's new forward. Thierry Henry began catching the eye after some early fairly shit performances. Mm-hmm. Anything to add to that? He would have been brought in because they sold Anelka they to sold Real Anelka. Madrid. Yeah, so he was the replacement. Anelka went to Real Madrid for what twenty million or something after Insane. A, after a year at, at Arsenal. You could the... argue it was one uh, amongst all of Wenger's achievements. It was right up there amongst the best that he decided to sign um, Henri, who was a winger for Juventus. Yeah, and play him up front. Genius goes on to become. I would say the best centre forward in the history of the Genius. Premier League. And he was a bit crap at it for about three months, and then it clicked. The best, wasn't he? Jo- he I was. would say better than Shearer all round, all things considered. Yeah, um, had more to his game. Burkamp as well at the same team at the same time. Yeah, Jesus Christ, they're a good side. How the fuck but did there was something I didn't like about them. What? Burkamp was dirty. Vieira was dirty. Yeah, they were a skillful team, but there was something nasty about them too, which I suppose might have been why they were successful. Can we just look back a few minutes to the West Ham team that you were talking about with Julian Dixon, Stuart Pearce, and Neil Ruddock? We weren't pretending and... to be anything. We weren't. <laughs> we were just horrible scum. <laughs> we didn't care who knew it. I see what you mean. Yeah, because Arsenal had that pretension of being a, a graceful, elegant. Yeah, team. exactly. God, they're pretentious. They still are. It's a pretentious club, isn't it? your opinion alright December if you remember the first day of the season Sunderland lost 4-0 at Chelsea well fuck me we got our own back because we Chelsea came to the stadium alike and we were 4-0 up by half time two goals for Quinn two goals for Phillips fuck you now Phillips scored that that one from about 30 yards out which was on the volley oh yeah oh man what an afternoon that was god that was when that was probably last time you were really enjoying That's being a Sunderland last time fan. I enjoyed life yeah, basically, <laughs> we're talking what fucking nineteen years now going back. Yeah, you're close to two decades of joylessness. It's just been as a human downhill ever since then. Mm. 
So that was a good day. I thought I'd just drop that in because I like to talk about it whenever I can. Um, a young lad broke into the Liverpool team by the name of Stephen Gerrard. Oh. 1999. And he interviewed and he said he hoped to play 15 games for Liverpool. <laughs> Very specific ambition. And, and break into the under-21 England team. So mm. he did He did well, didn't he? He did I think that. He might have got, I think he might have been fast-tracked into the full team. He got into the England team quite quickly, I think. I think he did, yeah, because they realised how good he was quite early on. Mm. Oh, my God, Dion Dublin broke a bone in his neck. No, I don't remember that. It, the only bone in your neck is a fucking vertebrae. Yeah, it's your neck break. Apparently not. Yeah. But he broke a bone in his neck. It could have killed him. Mm. It didn't. Um, and today he presents homes under the hammer. So that's a message to anyone out there. Never give up. That, never give up. <laughs> if you've broken a bone in your neck, fucking don't let it, dis- let it dictate your life to you. People because one go, day... Oh, oh, your missus has left you. Yeah. Your missus has left you for a personal trainer. Oh, you didn't get that promotion you wanted. You're overdrawn. Yeah, all right. But have you broken a fucking bone in your neck? No. no. Exactly. Dion Dublin did. And look at him now. Holmes He's invented hammer. a fucking instrument and presents... Uh, what's it called? The doob. He invented the doob and then presented home under the hammer. So anyone can bounce. You can bounce. If he can bounce back from a broken neck to do that, you can bounce back from your missus running off with Scott, the personal so trainer. Stop your fucking whining. Stop your whining. Get on with it. Yeah. As John Gregory would say <laughs> to anybody. Yeah. That was Villa as well. It was Villa. It was Villa. It happened. happened. Yeah, it was at oh, Villa. Oh, can you just imagine Gregory afterwards? What's the matter with you, Dublin? You fucking punts. Uh, oh, gaffer, I've broken a bone in me. I've broken my neck. Fucking run it off. Here you go. I'll get the physio to put a magic sponge on it. Now shut your fucking whinging. Extra session tomorrow morning, Sunday. Be there, 9am. Uh, head in practice. But my yeah. neck's broken. <laughs> head in practice. Head in practice, a fucking medicine ball. <laughs> you want to keep talking? No bed. <laughs> So that was Dion Dublin. You uh, fucking fairy. <laughs> from strength to strength. It was the making of him. End of the year, league table. Uh, Leeds top on 44. My babies, my serum. Manchester United on 43. Arsenal 39. Babies, my serum. Sunderland 38. <laughs> Liverpool 37. Fucking hell, we were five behind Manchester United. Ah, Manchester United went abroad, didn't they? They went to take part in that fucking tournament. Oh, the, they skipped the, out the some, FA Cup. Yeah, that's what a right. disgrace. That that's how we overtook Man United because they were like three games. They stopped behind. playing. That was absolutely yeah. stupid, and it was rude as well. You can't it just was. fuck off. Yeah, but apparently it was to do with England's World Cup bid. You had to make we, nice. If, if Manchester United didn't go and do that tournament, then the World Cup bid would have collapsed or something. Well, this is what Manchester United the, fans claim. Get it anyway. It was the whole thing was absolutely ridiculous. This, this is it. it. Guess who signed for Chelsea in January? Hmm. Obviously a big signing. I'll give you a clue. Yeah. Hello. Is that Mr. Sudes? George Weyer. George Weyer. Oh. Who was manager of Chelsea then, then? Oh, could have been anyone. Ranieri. No, I don't know. Hello. I could look it up, though. Hello. Is this Mr. (laughs) Kenneth Bates? This is George Weyer, the Liberian football legend. I am calling to you from Milan. I have an opportunity for you that you will find unable to resist. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is Ken Bates. I'm listening, but make it fucking quick. I've got my dinner on. 
<laughs> Hang on a minute, the missus is bending me fucking ear hole again. <laughs> Shut up, I'm on the blower, you stuff cow. Go on. <laughs> I am the world footballer of the year. <laughs> and I am willing to come to your wonderful football club, Chelsea United, to play for one season. One season only. In the Premier League. Is this an offer that you would like to accept from me? Oh, I don't know. I've asked to fucking speak to the manager about it, but it sounds all right. I suppose you won't pay it, will you, you greedy pig? Here are my bank details. Do you have a pen, Mr. Bates? <laughs> also, my cousin will be joining me. He too is an excellent player of soccer. No, we don't want him. We just want you. Oh, well, it was worth a try. It worked once before. Um, it was Viali who was in charge. Oh. Gianluca Viali was in charge of Chelsea. Um, although he was approaching the end of his tenure there. But, mm. yeah, it was him who signed George Weir till the end of the season, I think it was. I don't remember anything George Weir did at Chelsea. It's sort I of forgotten. all about it. If you think, all of these players who... This was still an era when Serie A was still a serious league, probably... Yeah. Almost, you know, considered still slightly above the Premier League in yeah, those days. Yeah, very much so. And all of these players who were the top, top, top guys sent forwards in the world, mm-hmm. if you think back over the years, they all wound up at Chelsea, but you lose track of them all. Like yeah. uh, you you mentioned earlier, Kasaragi. Um, and then you, you sort of think, yeah, so Weyer went there. Shevchenko later on, yeah. I think Etu was at Chelsea for a short period. I think you might be right. I've got no recollection of that either, though. Um, Let's see. Yes, he was. Yeah, and like, there's loads of these sorts of strikers. Batistuta. Batistuta was there. Wasn't he? I think you might be right. I mean, it's just fucking... All of... Crespo. Yeah. All of these... Anyone who was at one point the best striker in the world ends up at Chelsea for five minutes and doesn't really do much. Does fuck all and then goes away again. Yeah, it's, like it's rich- so weird. No, Bastut never played with Chelsea. No. All right, but it's so believable. <laughs> it's plausible, doesn't it? Exactly. Like Oliver Bierhoff, I don't think he did. No, I don't think he did either. This could be a quiz we could do next time, Chelsea or, Chelsea not, Chelsea. or not Chelsea. Fucking hell. Christian Vieri? Yes, Christian Chelsea. Vieri was, for a few years, the best centre-forward in the world. Yep. And then he went to Chelsea and just spunked it all up. Alan Boxing. Oh, there's Dean Saunders. Oh, Hello. We should ask him about that old man routine. Imagine if we dragged him on now. <laughs> talk us through it. Seriously, listeners, Dean Saunders is standing on the we're other side of the talk mine and Andy's studio. window. Yeah. Because we're recording this at TalkSport. Oh, <sighs> the tales we could tell. But um, Alan Boxic, did he play? He played for Borough, didn't he? Boxic was Borough, yeah. yeah. Anyway, let's move on. January, four Sheffield MPs criticised bottom of the table Sheffield Wednesday boss Danny Wilson. And demanded that he was sacked. What twats? MPs. What a fucking waste what it of time and public. Why don't you poke your fucking nose yeah. out? Danny Wilson's response: He was not prepared to engage with them. Fucking good. Good, good. for you, Danny. Well said. And then Sheffield Wednesday won their next match. One of the cunts, Joe Ashton MP, took the credit for it. What a fucking wanker! He came on telly and said, "Oh, well, the players have had a boot up the backside, and it's obviously." Worked out for them. It's, get, it's provided well, a result they, they, that they never even heard of you, mate. Those Fucking players have Ashton. not only not heard of you, they have not heard of the House of Commons. 
They wouldn't know what it was. Hello, Danny Wilson. This is Joe Ashton, MP. Your local MP. Vote Ashton. Vote Progress. Do you have a pen? <laughs> so that was that. Uh, sadly, Danny Wilson was sacked two months later. That was probably nice. Broke Danny Wilson, well. from my recollection. Yeah. And he was succeeded by Peter Shreves. Mm. Uh, he's got a really weird voice, Peter Shreves. He it sounds like nasal. a slippery nasal. Quite nasal like that. Yeah. Yeah, a well, very, we've... Uh, very London as well. Yeah, we, well, you know, the lads have gone out and, you know, what they've had to do is show real commitment to win. Yeah. If you can find any YouTube footage of a Peter Shreves interview, you'll find it pretty mesmerising. So go out and do that. This is it! Right, what else happened uh, in 1999-2000? Neville Southall. Who, of course, is now best known as Twitter's most woke uh, former footballer, with the, the the all the rights for the, the the transgenders and all that. Oh, is that what he's into? That's what he's into now. Right. Yeah. Um, he made a comeback. I think he was about forty-three mm. for Bradford um, against Leeds after the usual Bradford goalkeeper Matt Clark slipped down some steps in his house. So he oh, played for Bradford. Um, the Neville Southall, of course, in the 80s, had been an absolutely fucking amazing goalkeeper, hadn't he? Yeah. When Everton won the league and they won yeah. the uh, Cup, won his Cup or UEFA yeah, Cup. Yeah, he was fucking unreal, wasn't he? He was unreal. And I remember having this argument with my Italian cousin and saying there's a player... And in those days, you didn't really know about players from other leagues. Yeah. I mean, we knew about players playing in Italy because it was Maradona and Platini and stuff. And I said... He hadn't really heard of any English players because you wouldn't. And I said, there is a goalkeeper in England who is the best goalkeeper in the world. He's Welsh. And he went, he's not the best goalkeeper in the world. He probably said fucking Dino's off or whoever's yeah. the best one in Italy. I said, he fucking is. And he goes, no, you think because he's the best player, he's the best goalkeeper in your league, he's the best in the world, but how do you know? And do you know the lie I made up to win the argument? This was, we would have been 10. God, I said, he's so good that UEFA have banned him from playing in European football. <laughs> As if I said, because they say it's unfair on the other team because he is impossible to score against. I fucking tried to sell that as a real thing. I, I mean, he didn't I, fall I, for I have, it. I have, I have seen this Neville Southall of which you speak. <laughs> he looks like a man who would change my tyres on my moped. <laughs> what is this? I know. If he'd seen a picture of him, it would have made my argument seem even more preposterous. <laughs> He looks like a man who brings a pig to market. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> so, yeah, Southall made a comeback. Uh, Danny Wilson was sacked. March 2000. Paul Scholes scored that goal mm. at Bradford where mm. he volleyed it in from the corner from 25 yards out. Remember that Fuck one? Fucking yeah. And De Canio scored that goal against Wimbledon. Ah, oh, beautiful. Both of those otherworldly Otherworldly goals, goals yeah. Came in the same month. March That's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. De Canio's one is routinely voted the best goal in Premier League history. I feel as a West Ham fan, I've got to say, yes, it was. But the reality is, I don't think it was. It no. was fucking good. Hmm. But I think there's been better. There probably has. I can't think of any off the top of my head. And I, I just have such animosity for Paolo De Canio. Because he was because such a bad manager for you. That, uh, I, I can't have any opinion about that. This is it! Right, we're into the back end of the season and Leeds' title challenge fell away the babies ran out of energy or O'Leary ran out of serum 
I mm. don't know which it was. We've run out of serum. We've run out of serum. The, the babies, they can't. I've squeezed them dry. Mr. Ridsdale, I'm going to need some more serum for the babies. Oh, David, what are you talking about? You can't. I've given you as much babies as I can get. Surely, you know, there's only so much serum we need. No, no, we're going to need a lot of infinite serum. All the serum, all the time. We need more serum. We had a conversation I'm telling about you. this. We had a conversation about this, Mr. Risdale. We need more, more serum. <laughs> Give me more idiot. serum. Here, if you don't know what bloody serum is, then what, how are you expect us to win the bloody league now? You're not serum expert. You just you just sign the checks. Keep the serum coming. <laughs> I need more serum. And serum like quaaludes have now been outlawed. <laughs> From you just can't get it. From top flight football. From top flight football. <laughs> Still you at low level. Get it. Still at low level. It's allowed. Non-league level. Non-league. Riddled with quail yeah. and serum. If you play in a like Hackney Marshes or Sunday League football, there's plenty of it. But uh, top of quail uh, by the side of the pitch, innit? Top level, they won't allow it. You so. Can't have it. Manchester United won the league really easily. Uh, they wrapped it up end of April at Southampton. Egil Olsen was booted out. Yeah. The wellies, nice. Booted out of Wimbledon. There was talk of a player's revolt. Uh, he was just too fucking Wimbledon, basically. Yeah. It, it Ultra Wimbledon. Wrong. Ultra Wimbledon. Um, Watford and Sheffield Wednesday went down quite easily and early in the season. And Wimbledon and Bradford battled to the last day for the last relegation place. Bradford won 1 0. Wimbledon lost 2 0 at Southampton. So it was Wimbledon that went down with Terry that, Burton as the manager. And that was it, really. Wimbledon, that sort of legendary, iconic club. That was the beginning of the end yeah. for them as an entity, wasn't yeah. it? That's pretty much it for that season. Uh, it wasn't a particularly quiz. remarkable season, you know, but when, I when, suppose with the, the the two goals you talked about were two of the most yeah. famous things. For me personally, it was glorious because Sunderland uh, finished seventh. Apart from that, not a lot going on. Let's do some sponsors. Sponsor okay, yeah, quiz. great. Dreamcast. Oh, that was it. Was that like a video? It was a comp- Sega Dreamcast console, yeah. Dreamcast. Arsenal. Yes. Reg Vardy. Sunderland. Yes. Tiny. Tiny. It was a computer company, wasn't it? Tiny, I think. PCs. Bradford. Wimbledon. Hmm. JCT 600 Limited, which might have been a robot. I'm not sure. JCT. JCT I can, I can 600. Picture it. I can picture that. JCT 600. Coventry. Oh, Bradford. Ah. And finally, Friends Provident. Friends Provident. Give up. Southampton. Mm. The Sanderson deal had ran out the season before. Right. Uh, we normally say goodbye to someone at the end of this episode, but I can't think of anybody that significant that went away during the season. Roy Evans, perhaps. Was this Roy- the season he went? That goodbye, the, Roy Evans. Yeah, he, I think he, he re-emerged. He, I think he managed Forest for a short period. Did he? Oh, yeah, he did go I somewhere else, he? might else, have done, yeah. And oh, then we'll, after we'll that... Au revoir, then. He's just gone now. Goodbye to the the supply of serum at Leeds United. Goodbye to serum because it was found out that year that that it could be used dishonestly. Yeah. And it was outlawed forever, but it was delicious while it lasted. While it lasted. And you can still get it in some London delicatessens. I believe it's lovely on a cream cracker. It is. Beautiful. There we go. That's it for this one. We'll be back soon. Bye. Bye bye. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is it. JCT 600. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 